Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. And I'm back after a nice, long hibernation, and I'm feeling really refreshed. (laughs) It's good to ease into 2021, and I've done it by reconnecting with friends over the pod and beginning to write up some fun new things to the blog. In fact, you all may have seen I have a blog post up with my first ever made mood board inspired by Cloth Bound by the Sonderbombs, and I'm looking to make more because that was so much fun finding gifts and images that really inspire me, and I'm actually taking some of those pictures while like out walking my dogs and stuff, so it's fun. I love that kind of stuff, and I have ideas for a couple records that are coming out this year that I'm really stoked on that I'm probably going to make mood boards for, but share with me your ideas, what you think might be fun to see. Um, does not have to be a record that's coming out. It could be one that's already out there in the wild, in the world, and we can always time travel and revisit it. That would be so much fun. So um, yeah, feel free to share your ideas with me. I'd love to hear them. Okay, I am so happy to kick things off with a dear friend of mine, Jer Birkin, as this week's guest. Truly, they are a pillar in independent music from their touring and management company, Lost and Found, along with all the bands that they've played in. Jerry's been really busy supporting artists this year over so much time, and when we caught up, they even shared that they're drumming now for the the most perfect band, the Sonderbombs. Uh, Jer joined this week to share how they founded Lost and Found, their goal of encouraging a variety of people to be in DIY, the stories behind the Sonderbombs' new record, Clothbound, the next chapter of their solo project, Shay, and so much more. So let's listen to some more music by the Sonderbombs and then hear from Jer. Before I left for tour, you said you wanted more So stay down 
Well, welcome, Jair, to Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, they are really good. Um, yeah, just hanging out, going to work, being online, doing doing things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're one of my favorite people online. I feel like we've had so many like passing conversations on social media and like to be able to talk to you like this is just like a gift I've been wanting to do this for a long time so this is really amazing (laughs) thanks I've wanted to do this for a long time too thank I'm glad that you feel that way absolutely Um, yeah no I I like I've been a huge fan of the podcast since I met you at the the first fest I went to Mm -hmm. um when you did that panel with like Carly from Slingshot oh my god um, Slingshot Dakota but yeah no so like I listen to them all the time and like I've always I've always secretly wanted to do one and I literally didn't come out until like last year so I couldn't so I'm stoked that I'm here first of all so proud of you you are an incredible person and I I have admired you for some time with everything that you've done for music and for so many different people in music like meeting you at that year at fest was fantastic I felt like oh like this is this is a person I connect with kind of feeling you know like with the same vibe <laughs> thank you yeah no I uh, I love that the feeling is mutual I was like this the second I I saw you doing that um the podcast thing I was like yeah no I need to meet this person like I think I did I I think I like awkwardly hung back and introduced myself before I like went and did all my things right yes you did (laughs) it was so good I just remember being like oh my god I think in some ways I was like mildly starstruck because of like just everything that I've seen you do for people in music just was like something I've admired for so long the way that you like support artists and everything is something that like I saw what you were doing and I was like, I got to do that too in my own way. And so like, seriously, I I had like that goofy, like starstruck kind of moment of like, this person is real and they're amazing. And thank you. This is a wonderful moment. I remember feeling that then I still feel that now. So I know I'm throwing a lot of compliments at you, but it's like, I gotta be real. (laughs) No, I I'm a Leo. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) It's, it's tough because like I have like, crazy imposter syndrome so like to hear that is very validating so I appreciate it um yeah no I I don't know I I do work really hard to try to like help bands and like try to help people and build the community and like it means a lot to me when I hear that from people who are like on the outside of what I'm doing um because it it makes me under like know that it's being received and like I'm doing a good job and the thing I'm waking up and trying to do every day is like translating to people who are just like observing it and seeing it. And that's all I could ask for. 100% message received and it feels good. (laughs) I literally just like all I, all I want is to build a safe and inclusive music community for people to just go out and play music and like just make music and play shows and like do whatever they want with music without ever having to worry ever mm-hmm. and like that's it and we wake I wake up every day and now I have a small team and like we just work towards it every day and every day we like connect more dots with more artists and build it it's great you know wait you you've interviewed Sophia from Harmony Woods right yes I have Sophia's literally amazing. 
have you met or do you follow her dad on Twitter? <laughs> he- I, I think I do. And here's the wonderful thing. <laughs> I remember when that episode came out and like Keith just kind of like gassed up the whole pod and it made me feel so good. I'm like, am I your kid too now? Was really the feeling and it was so nice. <laughs> yes. You are. <laughs> that's literally Keith, that's what Keith does. Like if you're so in good. his orbit, you are if you're in his orbit, you are his child as well in that it, moment. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like he still likes my tweets. And I think it was like almost yeah. a year and a half, two years since I interviewed Sophia. So I'm kind of like, this is amazing. What a good human. <laughs> Shouts out Keith. We love Keith. But yeah, basically, like every time I tweet about um about like lost and found and like what we're doing and when I get sappy on the timeline Keith is always just like build it (laughs) he's just like build it and I'm like okay Keith I'm like okay dad I'll build it (laughs) the parent we all need and deserve honestly is the vibe (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well I want to time travel here with you for a few minutes um please tell me about let's get out of here (laughs) Seriously, anything to get out of this hellscape, right? (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully thinking on better times. um, Tell me about how you kind of first fell in love with music and what motivated you to become involved in it. Okay, it's been a long journey. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I, music has been like my entire life. Um, I started playing drums when I was five years old. So I was very small when I started (laughs) playing music. Um, I actually like was home for, I was lucky enough to get to go home for uh, Thanksgiving. I think this is when this happened, but I was watching like some old home videos with my, with my folks. And there was a video of me playing the drums when I was three my god like I started drum lessons when I was five like I started actively playing the drums when I was five but like my mom played drums so that's how I started like they my folks were like you need to pick an instrument and the drums were already in the house and I guess I knew I wanted to play the drums so I just like started playing the drums um so yeah I was like in lessons for a really long time and I started in bands in like middle school I started my first band in middle school and did another one in high school. And I basically was just like, if I have to, and I have to, it's not an if, like if I have to wake (laughs) up every day and do something with my life, which was the choice I would like, that's what we're told we have to do. Um, (laughs) In in this capitalist society, you can't just exist. You need to wake (laughs) up and be a cog in the machine. So I was told I needed to be a cog. And I decided that if I was, I was going to do it in music because I had no, I like no interest in anything else in school. Like I always was a good student and got like straight A's and stuff, but I, none of it was interesting to me. Music was the only thing that like was stimulating that actually like drew me and brought me in. Um, And yeah, I did bands in high school. And then I went to college in Philly. Um, I'm very grateful. I got to go to Drexel in West Philly and it was great. Um, I was in the music industry program and that was kind of what, like really sent me into everything was was moving to Philly um there were just like a lot of it was just like an unbelievable music scene happening like Mm -hmm. 
when we did shows in like middle school and high school in my like North Jersey suburb, it was like VFWs and churches and like the senior center, um, (laughs) which was fun. Like we made it fun, but it wasn't like Philly house shows. (laughs) So um, my first weekend in Philly, I like went to a house show and it was Roz and the Rice Cakes from Providence, which is actually, I work with them now. Nova One is their new project. So Roz from that project, their old band was playing in Philly and at my friend Will's house. And yeah, I just like got in there and I just like fell in love with all of it. Like, I couldn't believe that it existed. I couldn't believe that like I was living in a city where I like, could just go to this stuff every night or on the weekends, like whenever around school and just met a ton of bands and like fell in love with live music. So basically I'm at these house shows and I'm just Mm -hmm. like completely entranced. The whole thing is just like overwhelming. I love it so much. And at the school I was at, you could either do business track or production like technology so like you could record bands like be in the studio or you could like be on the business side of things and as soon as I was at these shows I was like okay like I need to be part of like live shows in some capacity um I didn't know if I wanted to like do local shows or tours I was like figuring that out in school but my junior year I like moved off campus and opened a house venue because like the second I saw that I was like I need I need to do that like I definitely do that um and I ran a house venue for like two years and that was kind of how I started connecting the dots and touring Mm because we had a lot of bands come from out of town like from Virginia Beach and uh like bands from New York bands from Boston just like all over and they would play our house and then they would be like yeah if you ever need like if you're coming through like you need a show at our town like hit us up and we'll set it up yeah and I was promoting shows like exclusively on Facebook because like it wasn't technically legal like they were house shows like we were cramming like 100 150 kids in the house like (laughs) um and like playing loud music but luckily like our neighbor were students and on the other side um they they were like a family who lived on the street but we talked with them before we started doing shows which I think is very important also Mm -hmm. like for anyone listening who is thinking about um doing house shows and getting involved with DIY after this you absolutely need to like talk with your neighbors and meet your neighbors and like discuss with the community that you're going to be like bringing in a ton of people to and loud music in for possibly months at a time like and just like run it by them and like give them a heads up and the courtesy because like we are more often than not visitors and it's not actually like our community that we are hosting these shows in because a lot of them are college towns a lot of us are transplants that like lived in other places and moved into these cities and stuff um but yeah we like ran it by them and because the house in between was there there was like no sound traveling over there oh and like we usually kept it pretty tame like it wasn't anything crazy like parties or anything um and yeah 
we just like did shows for like two years, like most weekends, but because it wasn't like a legit venue, we (laughs) did everything on Facebook. We never hung flyers. So like, we were literally just like, we would make like a fake flyer on our like, on like Apple pages or Microsoft like word or something. (laughs) And like, just like some dumb thing and put it on Facebook. And then a hundred people would show up. It was like insane to think about. Like we never had to actually hang a poster, but I guess that makes sense now because like everything is online. Um, <laughs> but, but it's mind blowing when you first start out though, because it's like, wait, yeah. people actually want to like come to this house and watch bands play. And you build up these relationships too as you go with the artists, whether it's like your local scene, of course, that you're booking to kind of play as well. And then anybody who's coming through too. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's, it's really wild to think about because a lot of the time the actual venues in the city who like are set up to do that sort of thing and like have touring bands come through like their overheads are way too high it's like Mm -hmm. 300 bucks just to open the doors so like the bands aren't actually getting money in their pocket at the end of the day if they unless they like pack it um which is tough if you're a touring band so like we were having these shows we never changed the fee from five dollars every show was five dollars always and like we were we were paying these bands like out of town bands like sometimes 150 bucks like on a really good night 200 bucks for the touring bands and like for DIY spaces and stuff like that was really solid and it was helpful on a tour where you might be getting 20 30 bucks on a bad show the night before or the night after you know like you never know how those things are gonna go Um, right yeah but yeah, that was the house menu thing. It was really awesome. And my senior year, I started a beta version of like my current company. The beta version was called Half Tank Management. And that was when I kind of started trying to flesh out what I wanted to do with my own company. Mm-hmm. And I was managing a couple bands and I was booking tours for a couple bands. And it was doing it was doing well nothing crazy but like we were getting our start there were a few artists harmony woods was one of the first artists like i've been working with sophia for a really really long time yeah um and yeah it was really cool to just kind of like put all the stuff i was learning in school into reality mm-hmm. and my senior year i was hanging out at shows at like local venues and i met a bigger booking agent And we like swapped info because like everything is networking and meeting people in the industry. Like it's insane. You just have to like be in the right place at the right time and be a smiling face, honestly. (laughs) Um, And also be really good at emails. (laughs) Um, But basically I like met this big agent and we like add each other on Facebook. And then like I graduated, I posted like my graduation photo. And like three days later, he was like, hey, you need a job? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I need a job. Like, (laughs) Um, and I got like an assistant agent job in New York at this like big agency. And it was not my scene. (laughs) Yeah. You're like like talking to me now and knowing me and like everything like (laughs) I stand for. And you're like, that doesn't sound like it's going to work out. I see where this is going. (laughs) It's just just the 
of bigger agencies, unfortunately, I don't want to sound like I'm dissing them because I do sometimes talk to folks that do work at, you know, agencies and stuff, but it's like the, you get the small fish in a big pond. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to make money. That's not in exactly. New York. Really? Wait, people, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that people in New York like care about money a lot? Oh my goodness. Hard to imagine, <laughs> right? But like, it's like, it, I think almost to the point where it's like an identity and like, honestly, it is not. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And honestly, it's like being in that kind of scene coming from the more creative side. It, I'm sure it was harder to kind of stay motivated and stay engaged and care in the same way <laughs> that you could do yeah. when you're in like a more DIY space where you're able to kind of like get creative. I felt like the soul was sucked out of me. I yeah. felt like I like experienced this beautiful, wonderful, organic thing in Philly and like fell in love with it and wanted to do it the rest of my life. And like with my background and my education, that was touring. Mm -hmm. I was on path to like be a booking agent and like I wanted to use my experience and use that platform to help bands and help people. And I got there and they only cared about money and they didn't care about people and they were misogynistic and they were gatekeeping and they were a lot of things that I won't go into detail about but it wasn't me and it wasn't what I wanted to be doing and it wasn't what I knew the community needed because Mm -hmm. I was part of the community and I was in this place And was seeing conversations and discourse online about how people wanted the scene to be changing and what they wanted to be seeing and what kind of tours they wanted to be seeing and what kind of bands they wanted to be seeing on those tour packages and representation and things that the company I was working for did not care about at the time. They have since prioritized, but I believe a lot of corporations have felt that they need to catch up they've been pressured to and it's not like because they went in with the mentality of this is the right thing to do it was everybody on the internet got in their faces and now they have no choice and I think that's what makes what you're doing lost and found so special because you went in with the media intention of like these are the things I know that artists need that the communities need how can I bridge that and how can I help that and that's really freaking cool I wish I I mean this from the bottom of my heart I wish that more people thought like you and approached like you because that is so crucial thanks me too and the thing is like I am lucky enough to have a team behind me now it's Mm -hmm. not just me anymore and what I was realizing was I was operating at my full capacity but the only way that it was going to actually grow and become sustainable was if I brought other people on um but it's hard because I don't lead with money I didn't have money to pay people Mm -hmm. but everyone who works with lost and found understands that we are like working towards a much larger thing Mm -hmm. and where things currently stand, like as soon as the pandemic is over, we're, we're going to have tours everywhere. We're going to have bands that we manage releasing 
unbelievable music like we are gonna be everywhere like we're gonna figure out we have been figuring out how to be everywhere mm-hmm. now online and then the it's second impressive we can get back thank you <laughs> um we're, we're doing our best we took like four months off last year yeah obviously um there were a lot more important things to be focused on I was honestly pretty shocked and disappointed to see how quickly the music industry jumped back into gear um but we kind of had to do what we had to do based on the market and we're just kind of trying to keep going you know like anyone else but I am grateful that we're like back to work and figuring out other ways to help artists even though we can't book tours which is what we primarily do um but yeah I I want to like finish my origin story since it was so long-winded and I like got off track (laughs) no I don't it doesn't feel off track so please please proceed (laughs) it's just like so sometimes I hear myself speak and I'm just like you're just so you're a lot Jared like a lot um okay so I can relate I understand (laughs) (laughs) so so basically I was at this company it wasn't what I wanted to do and I realized that like if I was going to like do that if I was going to book bands or be a booking agent it wasn't going to be there it wasn't possible for me to like work the way I do and do it there I was getting so much pushback because like I tried to have those conversations Like I tried to start those conversations in 2017 and 2018 and in 2017 and 2018, they did not want to have those conversations. They laughed me out of the city. They were like, stay in your place and shut up. And also I identified as cis back then. Mm -hmm. And they kind of saw me as like their little like dude, bro. And they brought me in. And I was just like, I didn't know, like, it took me a long time to come into being non-binary, but I was like, I just knew it was gross and I knew I hated it. And I knew that I wouldn't be getting that treatment if I wasn't Mm -hmm. um, a man. And it was really weird to see that. Like, I always, when I was there, I kind of saw myself as like someone on the inside, like, I always joked like I literally made Star Wars jokes I was like, like I'm like Galen or so in the fucking I'm in the sh- I'm in the shit and I'm like trying to figure this out and like bring it down like, <laughs> and oh, I, do like I put my tiny like <laughs> shaft in to where I can blow this thing up from the inside like it's it's crazy and then, but then I was just like well that's not healthy <laughs> I need to leave <laughs> did you watch Rogue One and figure that out or <laughs> this ends yeah. badly maybe I don't do this <laughs> I should get the fuck out of here um yeah so basically I got out of there and yeah I, I was there for a year and then went back to Philly and I joined my band my old band that I was in before I went back to New York and was focusing on that and starting Lost and Found so that was when I started Lost and Found I was like working at a donut shop and a coffee shop and doing the band and doing Lost and Found and I was like 
managing bands Mm -hmm. because I had experienced all that stuff in New York. And I was like, I will not, I will not be able to wake up every day and be a booking agent and also be happy and sleep well at night, which is what I was concerned about. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out how I could be happy with my life and also help people and be in music and figure out a way to make it work because like it is exhausting. It is so hard to do this every day and I'm not going to lie about that. Like I love it mm-hmm. and I will do it until I until I die. But it's very exhausting, especially on the industry side of things, because it can be very, very difficult to navigate and it could be hard to work with people. And um, yeah, it's just very, it's very tough. But I was in, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. So I, I didn't think it could be a booking agent, but I had seen the managers. I was communicating with managers a lot as a an agent assistant and I was like okay I think this is more what I want to be doing like I want to be working with the band every day to figure out how to make their band sustainable and make their career sustainable like I want to help these artists bring all the stuff in their brain to the stage and like bring it to the market and like figure out how to make it work and make it work for a long time because like I think really really long term like when I start working with a band even if we don't work together for like their whole career like I go into it like thinking that that could happen like that's what I'm working towards like I want to bring this band to the top and to not always the top because not every band is like trying to be the biggest band in the world but like a lot of bands have really big goals and I want to help them do that you know I just want to help them do whatever they want to do with music um and it felt like management was a better way to do that so my former partner and and I had started trying to manage bands with Lost and Found and we picked up a couple bands um harmony woods nervous dater fires motion slingshot dakota those are some of the early ones mm-hmm. and we just kind of started real other than like slingshot i was helping with like some label deals and stuff stuff like that yeah um but most of the bands didn't really need much management help mm-hmm. where they were at they really needed tours they needed shows booked thoughtfully that were yeah. safe that were inclusive that people would show up to so they knew they were they were driving like six hours to a city they never played to and like people would be there and there would be good local bands on the shows and they would get paid enough money to get to the next city and just like have someone in that role who is organizing all that stuff who is actually taking care of them and thinking about them and not just how much money they're making and not just like if it's a cool gig to be on or something or a cool venue, you know, like thinking more practically, like from an artist standpoint. Um, So yeah, I just kind of like fell back into the tour stuff really quickly. Like all these bands were just like, we want to be on tour. And I had the background and the experience and the connections to do it. And what finally like clicked for me was I realized I didn't have to do it 
that way. I didn't have to do it the way that I had seen in New York. Like yeah. I could be it. I could be myself and live the life that I want to live and also be a booking agent and not do business the same way. I could do it my way. Um, and that was when stuff started just kind of happening. I was like booking a lot of tours and I was finding better promoters that were kinder and did things the way that I do them. And yeah, I was just like booking an insane amount of bands. And then 2019, I was tour managing Camp Cope, which was really cool. It's so freaking um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them a lot. Um, I, it was sad. We were supposed to, I, I think they were going to come back to the U.S. Um, fall 2020. Yeah. And obviously like that's not happening and, or it didn't happen. And we have no idea when they're going to be able to come back again, but they're very far away and I miss them a lot. And if they hear this, I love all of you, even though y'all are crazy. Um, but... <laughs> also, I need to have them on the pod at some point because I'm a huge fan and hearing those words just tells me they would be so much fun to do this. With. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, we could, I, I could try to help you with that. Um, but yeah, so basically I was tour managing that and I was, I was the TM, the merch person and the only driver wow because they aren't from here and they can't drive here right. and the only other American in the van was um Tomo's partner at the time and I didn't want to ask her to drive because like I was hired to be there so I just drove so mm -hmm. I drove that whole tour for like six weeks every day I drove wow it was crazy um but basically I was doing that while managing my like roster of like 12 to 15 bands or something at the same time and that was when I was like yeah I think I need I think I need some help <laughs> like I might need some help and <laughs> I started bringing on like some interns and a lot of the initial interns like ended up staying and now are like agents and managers and um brand managers and like it's cool um that's amazing yeah but yeah and now we're now we're growing and we have a lot of agents and managers and amazing bands and it's really cool I'm really grateful I get to do that I'm so happy that you get to do this and how much it seems like you've grown through your experiences building up to this moment I'm kind of curious because you mentioned about having relationships and like working closely with like Sophia and working with Camp Cope among others and stuff tell me about how you've built the relationships with the artists because to find out their needs I mean that takes skill in itself and it takes care and so much to be able to do that so how do you kind of foster that um well that's my favorite part of the whole job is yeah. the relationship with the clients yeah because I like I said like I literally just I meet these people and I find these people who are just like the most amazing, talented, like unique people I've ever met. And I know that they like have this dream because it's the same dream that I have. It's the same dream that like so many of us have, like all I have ever wanted to do like I said, like I'm a musician first. I started playing drums when I was five years old. 
all I've ever wanted to do is make music my whole life. I want to wake up and do music every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of these people I find want to do. And I want to help them do that because they don't all have music industry degrees, but I do. Right. And I've been booking shows for like eight years and like, I know all the people and I know how to send the email. So I'm like, (laughs) I want to, I build relationships with these people and I get to know them. And like, I've said this to so many of my clients. I'm like, I lead, I do lead with the music. Cause like, I won't work with a band unless I like love their music. Mm -hmm. Um, but beyond that, more importantly, like I'm working with people and I'm looking to find people. And like, I, I just like, I like fall in love with these people and what they're doing and fall in love with their dreams and their passion. And like, I want to help them do it because I have the skill set to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the best part for me is like literally just talking to these people and they're my friends and my clients. And like, I, talk to them about what they want to accomplish and I figure out the best way to do that and we like we figure it out I think it's in like our mission statement and I'm really worried I'm going to butcher it but it's like I think it was written that um you you create yeah I'm going to butcher it I'm not going to do it I'm going to mess it up (laughs) but basically like we just want to help bring their dreams to reality and like we have the experience and the tools to like make that happen so that's that's the driving force and yeah I just get to talk to all these cool amazing artists all day and figure out what they want to do and then go make it happen and work my hardest for them every day that's so awesome yeah um it seems like you just have a passion for this with people in general too because here you are initially taking on these interns and you're helping them achieve their dreams in a sense too because you're helping them find their way in the music industry how have you kind of like worked to guide them into these kind of awesome paths of being able to pursue being like a manager or being able to work with branding or um, being like booking agents and stuff well I think it's really important to like bring the next generation up like I I feel like especially in New York I feel like it was a lot of like climbing Mm -hmm. and disregard for the people and their experiences you know and like I think a lot of the reason why it is so important for me to like help these younger folks figure out how to do things in a good ethical sustainable way is because of how tough my experience was Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to live what I lived like no one should have to like especially like young music industry hopefuls Mm -hmm. like are you kidding me like those folks have more energy and drive and passion than anyone like I've been trying and I think I'm getting close but I've been trying really hard to get back to having like the fire I had when I was doing this before I lived that shit yeah and like like when I was starting Lost and Found and it's hard but like I think that the break we took kind of allowed me to rest and recover and kind of get back to a good baseline and like 
I was talking to Nicole from Hit Like a Girl yesterday and they were like, yeah, like I haven't seen you this like driven in a really long time. And I'm like, yeah, it feels good. Like it's nice. Um, but yeah, basically like they're the next generation. They're like the next, the next scene, the next community, the next generation of artists, like we're all connected. They're going to outlive all of us. And like, I know I'm not that much older than most of the folks that I work with, but like, I've always looked at it that way. And, um, yeah, I think it's important to help young people, especially non-men like navigate this shit. Cause like, I lived that and I was a cis man and like, I probably would have gotten treated a lot worse if I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people who have the same like drive and passion that I did and same goals that I did, like have to deal with people like that, like at all. I want them to like stay pure and keep their (laughs) dreams like untouched and like, why why go through that shit when like they could just work with us and like I'm never gonna bother them because like I actually take mental health into consideration every single day because like it's important like it's the most important thing and people don't prioritize that in this like capitalist structure they're just like work 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 and like that's the most important thing and money is the most important thing and like your feelings come later because this is your job like fuck that I've been trying not to curse, but fuck that. And you can edit it if you have to. No, later, we allow but... we allow cursing, especially when we're saying like fuck capitalism and fuck the system. You know? Fuck all of it. It's all bullshit. It is. Um, it's imaginary. Yeah, it really is. And I I just I think about how I was treated mm-hmm. and I think about the disregard for my mental health. And anyone who works with me, especially at this point, because Lost and Found is not profitable. Like we were about to start becoming sustainable because we had a full 2020 booked and then overnight everything disappeared. So all of us have other jobs. Like none of us do this full time. I was just starting to, and then I had to go back to working another job. Um, So like, I really just want to make it sustainable for everyone um I lost my train of thought it's a shame (laughs) do you remember what I was talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's like you're really trying to set everyone up for success here especially people of like marginalized identities and helping them really be able to navigate all this crazy shit that the world tells us we have to do and be to succeed, especially within the music industry. So it's It's really awesome that you're doing that. Thanks. I just like, I want these folks to like have a clear path. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to do whatever they want to do. Like one of our managers, Regina Bugarin, like I met Reg, I call her Reg. I'm going to call her Reg now. I call Reg, I met Reg like in Texas at a DIY show in like on my first full US DIY tour. And like she was killing it in DIY and like still does, like always will. I'm sure she'll like move on to bigger, better things she is right now. But like we'll always do that because it's part of who she is. And I felt that immediately. And mm-hmm. like from the moment I met her, I was like, 
whatever you want to do in music, let me know and I'll help you do it. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Whether it's like finding a job somewhere or working with me to do something like, or you staying independent and me coaching you through it, like whatever you want to do. And <clears throat> it took a couple of years. Like it was literally like two years of me being like, Hey Reg, like, do you want to, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like I'll help you. And then we started last I guess end of 2020, she was helping with some of the booking stuff and it was just not, it wasn't her vibe. And then we came into this year or like end of last year, she wanted to manage. And we've been like picking up some bands together and she's picked up a bunch of her own bands and is killing it. Like she's managing record setter. Do you know them? I've heard about them a little bit. Yeah. They just put out an album on top shelf. It's great. They're also managing Kixie. And then we also just started working with another band that's not announced yet that we'll talk about soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like she's just killing it. And like, I'm so happy to like help her come into her own. Cause I, I know I've known since the moment I met her that she can do this on her own and do whatever she wants to do. And yeah, I'm just stoked to help her do that. I'm stoked to give her and the other folks on the team an outlet to do that and like a safety net, you know, like where I can kind of help coach them through the beginning stages and like figure that stuff out. And yeah, there's always like, I bring people on with the intention of moving them up, you know? Yeah. So like, I'll live, I'll, I'll say it right now because like I've already talked to her about it but like do you know Olivia Kiesling of course yeah Olivia's our social media manager right now and like is just killing it obviously like yeah. she runs all our accounts and um I ask her all the time what she wants to do I always check in with her I'm like what do you want to do and I think she wants to manage bands and I'm not going to blow up your spot right now Olivia but like um yeah I want to help her do that and yeah I just think it's important to like help young folks like I have a spot I want to give it to someone and help them like do whatever they want with it that's amazing yeah I love that you're doing this thanks it's so thanks. cool <laughs> and good <laughs> um I like that you do this while also still being a creative yourself um you started releasing music not too long ago as Shay, which is really cool. Um, really love your style with what you've released so far. Um, Thanks. Talk about why you started that solo project and what it means to you. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm probably going to change the name. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Shay is my middle name. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I was a drummer first. I didn't pick up guitar until college. Um, I started like tinkering with writing songs and I had a band in college. Um, but basically I just never really, it didn't click at that point, the songwriting. Mm -hmm. And I mean, now I understand that it was because I like, wasn't being completely honest with myself and who I was. So like, how was I supposed to like be fully honest on the page and like write songs from the heart, you know? Um, and yeah, I like, and my former partner and I, we were also romantically involved and like, we ended up splitting up like early 2019 and 
I kind of just had more space and time and I just kind of like naturally came back to writing Mm -hmm. after a really long time of like not prioritizing it like I was fully focused on the business stuff I kind of like wrote off any sort of idea of me singing and like writing songs and doing that and before I knew it I was just like writing a ton of songs and I just like let it flow and like I ended up writing an album so I have an album that Mm -hmm. is written and um yeah for me songwriting has just always been a really it's been a way to heal and process like I I have generalized anxiety disorder. I have a very hard time, like, generally, like, processing, like, I don't know. Like, I do a really good job of processing my emotions and things. Like, I've been in therapy for a really, really long time and, like, have made a ton of <laughs> work. Like, I've, I've made a lot of strides with myself mm-hmm. in personal growth that I'm really, really proud of. Um, but songwriting has always been a really good way for me to just kind of sort through that like before I even figure out what's going on within myself, like it just like, it gets out and I see it and then I sing it and I like (laughs) release that. And part of the reason that this album is taking so long is because of how like emotional it is and has been like, it is by far the most vulnerable I've ever been um, in songwriting and yeah, I, it's hard to like go there to create it, but I feel like I need to, and I really want to. And the more that I play guitar and sing, the more I realize that that's also something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to work on the album this year. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully by summer, I keep pushing back the timeline. Cause I like I'm working all the time. I don't have time to finish my demos, but. <laughs> right. Well, it's, this year's a little bit nuts still, so. <laughs> That's true. It's um, totally, it's totally fine to keep moving the goalposts because there are, you got to keep prioritizing yourself ultimately, you know, thanks. what you have to manage right now. Yeah, but I am really excited about it. Like, I'm excited to have that outlet and I've put together like a really, it is a solo project, but like when we do play live, it's going to be a full band and I like have a band together and they're really, really great. Um, We're like coming up on the one year anniversary of our first and only gig, which is really (laughs) something. (laughs) Like I literally started a band in 2020 and... (laughs) (laughs) it just like never got to do anything with it but we played one show and it was great um I think it was like March 5th which was also the day that South by canceled oh my gosh Um, yeah that stuff was such a blur I can't believe it um I don't want to talk about it anymore (laughs) no that's fine that's Um, totally okay (laughs) but yeah no I I love the project and I love my band and I can't wait to come up with another name for it even though that's like my least favorite part about being in a band is picking the band name but I have to do it always Um, so difficult because it's like (laughs) if anything because I mean I've tried tinkering to play music I'm okay I'm not it's you should just do it I'm not trying to like be in a band or do anything beyond that. It's just like, I just kind of want to tinker. So I understand it kind of thing. 
yeah like the creative side of it but anyway like it's it's interesting to me that I'm better at coming up with band names than I am practicing music <laughs> you should come up with my band name then <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you the, because I like you so much I will share the name that I've been sitting on forever because I'm probably not going to end up ever using it it's wine mom but you spell it like w-h-i-n-e that's great wait that's a band do they exist yeah it's a band from philly of course it's a band from philly <laughs> damn it so they exist dang it yeah why, why well i better check them out then philly. <laughs> yeah that's right. hilarious that's oh the, my gosh that's also this is this is the problem with naming your band is every single band name is taken because there are millions of bands it's not fair (laughs) i promise i will not hold a grudge against this awesome probably philly band but i clearly have to i have to clearly start to um branch out my band name ideas all right okay it'll be it you know what i'm bored it's a pandemic i'll probably have 10 more by the end of this year at this rate (laughs) (laughs) good oh my gosh um in the meantime i will absolutely uh be super stoked for your album to eventually reach the world because i've enjoyed listening to just the ep that you released the little um worst case scenario it's so good i just like your voice and i like the way you just deliver everything on that recording it's so good and the honesty there is just so great and the Lazlo Bain cover is everything to me (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much yeah that was my little quarantine EP (laughs) I love it it's so cute and it's really like really well done I I could feel the emotion that you were trying to convey there between your lyrics and your vocals so it's really special thank you I'm really excited um to make the album Mm -hmm. that'll be exciting for all of us um you're also doing music things with the Sonderbombs which I got so freaking excited when I saw that you joined them and you're (laughs) you're drumming you're doing the thing it's so good um tell me how you how did you join the Sonderbombs how did that come together oh my god okay so first of all I I love the Sonderbombs. I can't believe I'm the drummer for the Sonderbombs. Um, but I am. And it's really cool. And I love them very much. I actually moved to Cleveland for them. So, like, I'm literally here. I live eight minutes away from Willow and Jimmy. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, they... So, I really put me being a musician back in the box for a long time. Mm-hmm. The band that I rejoined after I worked in New York, we broke up and it was really it was really messy and really like traumatic for me. It was tough and uh it just kind of like felt like the floor gave out. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like the capitalism and the societal pressure of like I'm getting older and I am like 23 now and I need to like get a real job or like set (laughs) on a path like I don't know and I just kind of like 
I kind of convinced myself I wasn't going to get to do the drumming thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't get to going to get to go drum in a band, which is all I ever wanted to do. And then I did Just Lost and Found for like a year and a half. And while I love doing Lost and Found and it brings me so much joy, after a year and a half of only doing that, of like only being the person sending the emails, I felt pretty empty. And yeah, I just like felt like I needed to give it another shot. And at the end of 2019, I like filled in on drums for like a couple shows for like friends. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not done. Like I, and one of the shows was fest. So that didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> that um, kind of gets the motivation to skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. Like, how I, am I gonna, how am I gonna drum at fest and then not like go accomplish my dream of being a drummer? Like, <laughs> honestly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so at the beginning of 2020, like January 2020, I started like putting energy back into the world that I wanted to drum again, and I was just like let me drum for your band. Like, I want to go on tour. I want to play in the studio, like whatever hit me up. And I had a couple things in the works that were like supposed to happen in 2020. And one of them was a weekender with the Sonderbombs. They like asked me to do like four dates with them or something. Yeah. And then we were like locked in for those. So I like started learning a couple of the songs and I was actually on tour <clears throat> when the world was starting to end <laughs> like that, that, so I played that Shea gig March 5th. And then the next day I went to Pittsburgh to link with the hit, like a girl tour yeah. to South by. So basically <laughs> I got a call while I was in Pittsburgh and we've talked, we've like tweeted about this so I can talk about this story now, but it was a secret <laughs> for a long time. But basically I got a call from Jimmy while I was in Pittsburgh. Um, I had also, I, I was supposed to take a bus to Pittsburgh so that I didn't have to worry about my car after the tour. Mm-hmm. And I missed my bus cause I played that gig and then I like lost my wallet and I was up to like four in the morning trying to find my wallet and I finally found it. And then I like missed my bus because it was like a 6.30, 7am bus. Oof. And I ended up waking up and driving to Pittsburgh because I was like, I am not missing this tour. I need this tour. <clears throat> so I go to Pittsburgh and then Jimmy calls me and he's like, yeah, so you're in Pittsburgh on the tour, right? And I was like, yep. Like that morning, I literally didn't know if I was going to make it. And I was like, yep, I'm here. And he's like, yeah, so you come to Cleveland tomorrow? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, so we just got asked to maybe play drums or not play drums. Sorry. I was going to play drums. <laughs> we got asked to maybe play a set at the Bernie Sanders rally in Cleveland. Would you be able to do it if we get it and like stay in Cleveland and rehearse with us and do the gig? and then like link back with the tour Mm -hmm. and I was like hell yeah duh like yeah we yeah I want to do that so I literally got to Cleveland and then we practiced I never played with them before 
we practiced for like two days and like on the second day we like got the call that we like got the gig we got it Mm -hmm. and then we went to practice like the third day or whatever and that was when like covid started like information actually started coming out yeah and like they canceled the rally without an explanation and then like the next monday it was like this is what's happening like and we were like honestly devastated because we were gonna play for like 2000 plus people probably like Bernie's campaign was like and Bernie (laughs) and he was gonna say and now for some music the Sonderbombs band (laughs) he was gonna say that and now we never get to hear that Thank you for the music by yeah. the Thunder Bombs. And then your heart just melts. <laughs> like, literally. Now we don't get that. Um, so, yeah. So that's a bummer. But, yeah. That was almost my first gig with the band. Um, and then I linked back up with the Hit Like a Girl tour. And then we, like, canceled the tour and went home. And while... I skipped a part. While I was in Cleveland to rehearse for the gig they asked me if I would maybe want to drum on the new album yes 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 and I was like yes I do in fact want to drum on the new (laughs) album (laughs) and then I did and I drummed on the new album and it's literally out finally and it's called found is so good it's so freaking good thank you i spent the entire winter feeling like partially dead inside which is tragic because i live in florida and doesn't get that cold but i finally felt alive again listening to cloth found so thank you you're welcome i'm so glad it's like it felt like summer in the middle of the winter like it was just like fresh air and sunshine and I'm like wow I suddenly feel like it's July (laughs) and it felt good I feel like that's all we could have hoped for I feel like everyone's going to be really stoked to hear that that's how it was received (laughs) absolutely like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm actually like I came up with this idea that I'm going to try soon um and hopefully I'll post one before this episode airs but I came up with the idea of doing mood boards for albums and like that came from the idea of doing that for Cothbound because I've had so many like images in my head because of that damn record so I'm like oh cute guess we're gonna do this now so hell yeah (laughs) I love the album art um our friend Sumner Howells did it it's so good yeah she did all our photos too so beautiful everything is so good Um, thank you how did it feel for you to be able to drum on this record I mean it seemed like it was a great experience for everybody (sighs) but I want to hear your perspective oh my god this was like the craziest thing I'd ever done yeah like we literally yeah because we made it also we made it like during the pandemic so like we Mm -hmm. had to like go through a lot of stuff to like make sure it was safe and like we were in I like we were all self-quarantined when we were preparing to make it Mm -hmm. and then we only got like I think we got like five days to practice before we were like in the studio um and yeah so basically they had like sent me demos and I was just like all the way back on the East coast, like practicing the drums and like writing the parts for it remotely and like recording, like 
demos of them to send to them to see if they like liked them because like they were gonna be on their album and like I tried I didn't even get to finish all of them like before I saw them but I like I have been drumming for a very long time so like that's not that crazy for me like I've drummed on records where I've had like two practices with the band and then like I was tracking um your talent is blowing my mind right now because (laughs) that record does not sound like something that you had to like write on the spot pieces you know like (laughs) it doesn't sound like that at all it's so well done so thank um, you we we worked our asses off we like worked really hard to make that everything it is and like yeah so they were they the demos were really fleshed out also so like I had a lot to work with and like I had a lot of time to practice and like write my parts and figure out what I was gonna do and there was probably only a few things that we like did on the fly but it was mostly like arranging stuff like full band stuff like we didn't get a lot of time to work that out Mm -hmm. um but yeah we got like five days to practice and we, we, we got it all together and yeah, we got to the studio. Um, I have wanted to record at Headroom in Philly since I moved there. So I was really stoked and yeah. Joe Reinhardt like was already a friend, but like I never got to work with him. So it was really, really cool. Like to get to drum for him and like have him be like, you're a great drummer. I'm like, thanks like cool certified good drummer like that's good to hear you're basically <laughs> certified whenever Joe Reinhardt tells you you're a good drummer like, it, you, it should come with a diploma honestly at that point he's such a goof I love him he like he funny thing cute thing about him he like would wake up early before sessions and like go surfing and then come back that feels wholesome. Sometimes. Yeah. He's a really wholesome person. Um, and a really talented producer. And yeah, I was really stoked to get to work with him. Um, but yeah, preparing for the album was like, it was like training for a marathon. It's like, yeah. I wasn't in, I wasn't like in the best shape. And I had an ulcer in 2019. Mm -hmm. So my whole body kind of changed. And I was like recovering from that for a while. Um, But basically like (laughs) almost every song on that record is like over 200 beats per minute, which is just very fast. Like it's straight up like punk drumming, like swing on sight. Like it's just like, that's like the fastest drumming I've ever had to track. And when you're tracking, you can't like, you're under a microscope. Yeah. And you have to be like flawless. Like obviously like they can edit and stuff, but like it's only going to be as good as the performance. And I am a perfectionist. So I was not going to sell for anything less. So I was just like practicing and practicing. And it literally, it felt like I was training for a marathon because like to play the album through is one thing, like Mm -hmm. to play for 30 minutes, 10 songs, whatever, like that's a set that's not that crazy that's not that like like exerting too much effort but track drums for 10 songs in because you do drums first in the studio more often than not Mm -hmm. so basically the pressure is on me to finish up the drums as much as as quickly as possible so that everyone else has enough time to do everything else because they want as many days as possible to do extra guitars 
and vocals and all this stuff. So like, it's kind of like lay them down, get the fuck, like get out of there, like get, <laughs> get out of the way so everyone else can like get stuff done. Uh-huh. So I had to like, so I had to lay down the drums for 10 songs in like two and a half days. Yeah. And it was summer and the AC at Headroom was broken and it was like Oof. 85 degrees. And I was like drumming these 200 beat per minute songs, like take after take after take. Cause that's, what's so exhausting. It's the multiple like, takes. It's when you're doing it 10 songs once each, it's fine. But it's like, all right, let's track the drums for swing on site. Like we are going to play drums for like two hours to swing on site until they're good. <laughs> it's a lot Um, of work (laughs) yeah um but like it's what I've wanted to do my whole life so I literally felt like I was like waiting for that moment and it's it's like like I said like I don't need a ton of time to prep because I've been doing it for so long it's like breathing for me like I sit down the drums and that is the thing that I feel like I was like put on this planet to do like that is the thing that comes the most easily for me because I've been doing it for so long like I do it with my eyes closed um and I'm really grateful for that and I'm really glad that I get to do it for a bunch of people who I like really really love and can see myself like doing this with them forever like we want to do this forever (laughs) I am so happy that you have found the people to do this with because you're clearly deeply passionate about playing drums and to have the right people to create with, to collaborate with, that's the most important part at the end of the day outside of literally playing is totally having the right support system, having the right people to do all this with. And when you, when you're doing this, the way that we plan to, like, that's your family, right? Like when you're touring for when the world is not completely upside down, when you're touring for like a hundred to 200 dates in a year, like you're living together. Like that's my family. So yeah, (laughs) I think it's important. And my previous experience, that's what I thought it was, but that's not what everyone else thought it was. And it's really good to like have that reciprocated and like Mm -hmm. finally feel like at home and feel like appreciated and yeah it's really great and I'm really glad that the album is finally out so people can listen to it I can't believe it's only been it hasn't even been a week yet tomorrow is going to be a week um it's crazy I'm also for the record I'm so glad that our record came out last week and not this week because tomorrow I'm pretty sure um Haley Williams is dropping a new single and Eve Six is finally dropping music so like, I am so glad that I don't need to be trying to competing for space on the timeline with that guy. Cause like, no one would have seen our record. No, the, the timing was impeccable and <laughs> in so many different ways. I mean, seriously, in the sense of like, this needed to be the first record of 2021, at least it was for me. I know other records came up, but this was my first record as far as I'm concerned. I'm and, glad. <laughs> and I'm glad it was that one because it was the one that I think I needed. So I'm so glad. Yeah, that was like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm going to get a little confessional here, but I was like debating for a bit. I'm like, do I continue my hiatus or a little bit longer? Because I'm like, I'm still a little tired. I'm still feeling a little run down, but from 2020, but then yeah. it was like, a, there was just a perfect storm of really good things starting to shape up where I'm like, you know what? 
I got to do this. And the record was among the reasons why I was like, okay, I feel oh. motivated. I feel a little bit more energized. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it helped. Yeah. I mean, I literally like, since we've had the, ma- I mean, I put it down for a while, but since we've had the masters, like I listened to the, I listened to Clothbound like almost every single day. Yep. And like, we get that feeling too. Like it, it just makes us feel like we could do anything, you know? And I just wanted everyone else to have it. Like I was just waiting for the day that everyone could just wake up and hit play on it the same way that like we were, you know? And I know it's like, oh, like you listen to your own bands. Like, yeah, I listen to my own bands. Like I put my entire being into this thing. Like I'm going to listen to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm just glad that people get to hear it now. Absolutely. It's the best part. So I'm kind of curious. Um, I know it's hard to look ahead right now because with oh the world God, being upside down, do. it's like, it's it, Yeah. Well, good. You're, the first, <laughs> you're one of the people that's just like, yeah, let's do this. Sometimes when I, when I start to talk about this, people are just like, oh God, can I can't think past tomorrow. So this makes me happy to hear you say that. Well, no, I'm literally, I'm the person who I cope by making myself insanely busy like I just I keep going I just keep going so I don't have time to think about how like dreadful everything is and like if I'm sad if I if I don't have time I can't be yeah no I understand that was literally through 2020 until I hit a wall and then it was like okay okay slow down and then you (laughs) I feel like I've gotten I feel like I've gotten really good at basically like I have my routine down. Like I have figured out how to find the peace and the breaks between my days to like, just get up and do it every day. And yoga is the thing for me. Like I do that three times a day. I do it every day. I wake up, I do it on my lunch break. I do it at night. Like that's how I keep sane, honestly. That's the Jer secret. <laughs> yeah. Not so secret anymore, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. There's another one, but I'm going to keep that one secret. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> so since you are kind of thinking ahead, I'm kind of curious then, um, what are some things that you want to be able to do with the Sonderbombs as well as Lost and Found, like when things are not so wacky? Um, so Sonderbombs, we have just been completely focused on bringing cloth bound into the world for everyone like fully focused on just like promoting and releasing the album we have started like writing some new songs um but very very early stages gonna be a long time for that but I actually I I brought a song to the table and I think I'm gonna have a song I wrote maybe I mean it's it's too early to tell but like we're working on music together and writing together and that's really cool and exciting. Um, I think my favorite part about the Sonderbombs is that all of us are so creatively driven, like even separate of it, like we're all doing our own thing. Like we're all writing or we all have our own solo projects and yeah. like we're just constantly making stuff and we just want to keep it going. Um, but yeah, hopefully another record in the future. Um, and with Lost and Found, uh, oh wait, also with Sonderbombs, like we are definitely going to be coming up with a lot of ways to like 
be interactive and stuff this year mm -hmm. um we're probably going to be putting together like a really cool like cloth bound release stream which will be really great um and like maybe we'll get to work on some music videos we're just gonna like come up with a bunch of cool shit that we can do this year um <laughs> in the meantime and then like go tour the world forever <laughs> literally um and lost and found there has been a lot of stuff happening with lost and found because I like to keep myself busy yeah. and we started managing and Reg is managing bands and I am managing bands and our agents are picking up a bunch of bands for when we are able to have touring again. So yeah, like lots of new friendly faces. I'm planning on announcing a new artist for Lost and Found probably like every month this year. Yay! Um, and a lot of them all of them are amazing so uh <laughs> I feel really good about that and excited about that yeah and it's it's interesting because like like I had said like we started Lost and Found as a management company uh -huh. and then it wasn't until the world shut down that I got to actually start doing that again which is really cool like it sucks that everything is the way it is, but like I'm glad that I'm getting to manage these bands because like it's going really, really well. They're all amazing. And I'm stoked to like see what else we can do. Yeah. I mean, in the meantime, you build the relationships that way. Whenever it's safe, you can just kind of, you know, set them up for success, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I also I'm making that Shay album this year. It's yes. happening. Like that album is going to be tracked before the year is out and i i hope to release it next year i hope to well i'm sending all the good luck vibes for all of this because you have a lot that you're looking to accomplish and i know you're going to do it all so Thanks. this is super exciting to hear so i gotta ask you one last question that i ask every guest who comes on the mm -hmm. pod that's a musician if you could play a show with any three bands they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would it be? Oh my God. Okay. Can my own band be on the show? Why not? Let's do it. Okay. So Sonderbombs is opening. Um, I think I think I want it to be Phoebe Bridgers headlining. I feel like I submitted this for something else, but it was so long ago that I'm just going to do it again. Cause I think I honestly just, I think it's the perfect show. I want to do have Phoebe headlining RT strange direct support and Sonder bombs opening. Mm -hmm. This is like the show that dreams are made of. Like I'm going to go to sleep and dream of this show. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It's so perfect. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know. Let's make it happen. <laughs> if anybody can, it's you. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> well, I know, I know that we could get Barty's. Phoebe might be tough to pin down. Phoebe has definitely grown a ton over the last couple of years. So and so is Barty's, but Barty's I I'm lucky to be a friend. <laughs> I am just so grateful that I had the pleasure of meeting Bartiz before this like beautiful Bartiz renaissance that has begun and has not slowed down at all. It's really wonderful. And, oh, and like, I, I, it couldn't, 
it couldn't be someone better. He's one of like the most amazing people I've ever met. And I am going to just drop this in here for like the real ones who literally listen till the last possible second. But Barty Strange is making my album with me. Um, so that'll be pretty, pretty fun. And I think it's going to be really great. <laughs> Jesus, that's like the cherry on top of this episode right there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like going to say it, but I, I don't know. What the hell? Two people I find absolutely incredible working together. Holy shit. I Wait till you hear who the rest of the band is. I'm not going to talk about that yet. No, you, no, we'll save that as a special thing for you to announce later. I got to keep people on the hook. Exactly. Keep, dang, keep dangling that carrot. Everybody will... <laughs> We'll be ready for it. I'm ready for it already. I mean, geez, but wow. It's I'm so excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, my it's going to be a while, but all the songs are written and I've like never been prouder of any songs that I've ever written. So I'm really happy about it. Oh my gosh. I'm happy for you. This is going to be Thank really you. exciting and I'm going to be waiting with such excitement and enthusiasm. Um, in the meantime, uh, I'll send I you some demos. Yes, please. <laughs> thank you <laughs> um where can everybody kind of follow you keep up with you online so that way they can stay tuned for all these awesome announcements <laughs> um well I'm every day I'm yelling on my own personal twitter which is a great place to find whatever <laughs> I'm doing um which is at Jer Birkin and same on Instagram and yeah like lost and found we have all our accounts there on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's lost and found PHL and Sonderbombs is just at Sonderbombs. And we're at, we're on all the places online. Um, Sonderbombs trying to build that uh, TikTok uh, presence. So if y'all want to meet us on there, we're doing some, um, some dumb stuff, some fun stuff, um, <laughs> whatever we can think of. We're a TikTok band, but whatever. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah, but that's that's all the places. I don't think I missed it. Oh, and uh, I'm going to change the name, but for now it's Shay PHL for my solo project stuff. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Jer, and everything that you're working on, all that you do. Like I said in the beginning, you're really awesome. You're really special. I can't you're wait really to continue awesome to special. see what you do. <laughs> Thank you. No, ditto. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. Thanks for being here. Schoolyard bullies won't make it very far. Why are you so smug? Don't you have enough? No, I don't want to fight with you, but if you do, I won't lose. Just bite your tongue Think 
You just heard music from Jair's project, Shay. Thank you so much to Jair for sharing so much about their career and really for being the first guest back for the new year. Please be sure to check out Lost and Found for Touring and Artist Management, stream Clothbound by the Sonderbombs, and stay tuned for news around Shay. Give Jair a follow. They are such a bright spot on social media and in independent music. You won't regret following them. They're just the sweetest person. So give them your support. Okay, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at, at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Fries. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay angry and stay connected. Bye for now. Just in time, head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car. The wife is working hard. She's running late tonight again. Well, I know what I've been told. Gotta work to feed the soul. I can't do this all on my own Well, I know I'm no Superman 
got your love online You think you're doing fine But you're just plugged into the wall And that deck of tarot cards Won't get you very far There ain't no hand to bring you fall Know what I've been told Gotta know just when to fold No, I can't do this all on my own No, I know I know Superman the finish line won the race but lost your mind was it worth it after all I need you here with me cause love is all we need just take a hold of the hand that breaks the fall I know what I've been told gotta break free to break the mold but I can't do this all on my own no, I can't do this all on my own no, I know I'm no Superman Superman.